This episode of The Horror Show is brought to you by Nikki Powers, the homie, Hannah Acklin, my BFF. And I believe that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much. They donated over at patreon.com slash I hate horror. I am now in my new apartment and uh, I'm very excited to uh, do some new cool stuff for Patreon. I'm actually thinking about doing something tonight if I have the time, but... Um, doing this episode will probably take it up, take it up. You know why? Because it's a solo Sean episode. I'm sorry. You already know from the title anyway. So if you hate those, you've probably already skipped it. <laughs> We're doing a mailbag. Um, yeah. And I, I might throw in, um, this clip of my son that was from last time. I don't know though. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, it's going to be a lot of questions though. Got a lot of those. Uh, Joe might be recording his own answers. I'm not sure. Uh, Joe has been insanely busy with his uh, real job, so we were not able to record last week. Um, So we should be able to record this week and uh, get that done. But for now, you're stuck with me. Uh, But I do want to say one other thing. Orlando, September 21st. We are less than a month away now. Please go uh, RSVP on Facebook, facebook.com slash I hate horror. And Salem uh, Horror Fest, uh, buy tickets, SalemHorror.com. Uh, our time has moved. We are actually now going to be at the theater an hour before the movie starts at 6 p.m., I believe. Uh, but just head on over to SalemHorror.com to get those details. Uh, I am recording on a new setup here. Uh, this setup is actually... I am recording on a new setup here. This setup is actually um, testing because me and Joe might be doing some remote recording in the near future uh, for for reasons we will divulge soon, very soon. Uh, I don't think it'll really affect the show. We'll see. But I think doing, you know, three years uh, always together, I think uh, I think doing remotely will be better now. Uh, I don't think we could have done remotely at the beginning um, I think sometimes we'll still try and get together, but we're going to give it a shot remotely, and I'm using his setup that I kind of developed here, and I'm testing that out, and we'll see uh, We'll see what happens with this. But uh, So hopefully the quality's not terrible, or else that'll make bad on top of bad for this episode. Anyway, mailbag coming up now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean, and if you hear snoring, that's my dog, Finn, next to me. Follow me on Instagram. You can see pictures of my dog sometimes. Uh, So, as I said at the beginning, no Joe, guys. No Joe. He's a busy dude. He's a busy dude. He's got a family. He's got a job. He ain't got time 
for, uh, you know, for us, the little people out here, you know, it's fucking whatever. So asked you guys on social media questions, send me your questions. Some of you guys still hitting us with the horror questions. I like this one. A lot more of you asking weird questions. I'm all about weird questions. I'm all about any questions really, but, uh, I prefer weird shit. So let's, uh, let's get into this. <laughs> you always know it's going to be exciting when it's, uh, one of these things, when it's one of these things. Uh, so first question kicking it off is one I won't be able to answer, but I can kind of answer. Matt Berry sucks. Our friend Matt Berry. He wanted to know what the origin of Boognish was. Boognish. Uh, I'll let Joe answer that at a later date, but I'm 99% sure he was just a big fan of uh, Ween, and that little character that they always draw is called Boognish. And um, yeah, that's that's my understanding. I'm not a Ween historian. <laughs> I'm not a Joe historian, but that's, that's my guess. Uh, what This is from the Martian next door, Damon Noel. Noel. Uh, what would you say to someone who wanted to start a podcast with their friend for fun? but didn't know where to start. Uh, I'd say, uh, <laughs> I'd say it's an expensive hobby. Uh, if you want to do it correctly and want to actually, uh, have people listen, it's an expensive hobby. If you don't care about those things <laughs> and you want to listen to people leave nasty messages and reviews for you about your sound quality, you could do whatever you want. Um, what I'd really say, though, if like you were taking it seriously, is invest the money in it. Uh, it's worth it. The sound quality sounds so much better. You need to buy microphones for both people or however many people you have. Uh, pick a niche. Uh, pick a topic. The broader, I think, the worse, the harder time you're going to have finding an audience. Um Yeah, I, we were lucky because we chose a niche topic for the purpose of developing an audience. Um, and then what happened was we didn't get the, like the hardcore horror fans. They all, I think they generally hate us <laughs> like the hard, hardcore ones. Um, but what we ended up getting was, uh, fans of entertainment. And, uh, I re I'm very appreciative of our fan base, uh, because when I announced that we were probably going to stop doing horror movies and like open up to cult movies, I didn't get a single email being like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe it. Um, and I think that's because our fan base, while they do love horror movies, they like everything. And I love that because I think that's the way you have to be. Uh, I think shows that pretend all they do is watch horror movies and that's all they give a shit about. I think they're phony and uh, I think their fan base is phony too. And you'll find those shows. <laughs> you can see them out there because they have like 14,000 followers uh, on social media but none of them actually listen to their shows. And I know this for a fact. Uh, it, it's these followers on social media. It's so silly. And um, if you were starting a show, don't worry about social media. Fuck that. I mean, it's good for developing your fan base. Actually, no. It's good for interacting with your fans. But your fans are going to find you regardless. Social media is barely going to be where you develop your fan base. Um not that many people find you through it. They find you through searching iTunes or searching Google or, or you know what I mean? Like they don't, 
it's very rare that they're going to find you through social media. Uh, the people that have these huge followings, they, they don't have those listener numbers. It's crazy. Like you, you'd probably look at all the shows that we compete against and be like, oh my God, like they have really low numbers like for social media. And that's because a, we don't give a shit about social media. Um, and B, we don't, we, we, we don't care. We just don't give a shit. So, um, but it is weird. It is very weird. It was surprising to me when I would find out these numbers. Um, and you can kind of put it together. You could look at shows that have like 15,000 followers and they've got like four reviews on iTunes. And guess what? That math doesn't add up. Um, so use your head when you're starting a show. Don't worry about social media. You have to have the accounts so people can find you and interact with you. But that's what it's about. It's about developing fans. Um, and I think engaging with your fans more than trying to find new fans will bring in more fans. Uh, I think our interactions on Twitter when we started was a big reason. I think people found us because we were talking to fans and then our fans kind of talked about us more because we were talking to them and it wasn't so much like pimping or anything like that or trying to marketing or hashtags or anything like that. I mean, we've tried it, like, don't get me wrong, you know you want to grow your show and uh, you do these things, but generally, man, be yourselves. Consistency is key. Quality is key. Um, and as long as you're funny, people come to you or not, even you don't even have to be funny. Uh, you know, just do you and people will come to you. Um, if you're honest with yourself and uh, what you want, uh, if you have a vision, uh, just do it, man. Um, you can do it, uh, but it does cost money <laughs> from like every aspect, from the hosting to the microphones and things like that. So, um, but I, I, I think everyone should do it. I mean, I, I think it's cool. Like it, 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 it's, it's what it is. You know, you just got to put in time and effort into it. Um, what singular, this is from, um, and thank you, Damon. Thanks to everyone who's going to write these. I'm not going to say thank you to everyone probably cause I'm an idiot. Um, Quirk. Our buddy from the UK, my dog is making so much fucking noise. Uh, <laughs> Quirk, my friend from the UK, uh, he had a few questions, which I, I, I liked them. I liked them all, actually. Uh, what singular movie do you wish got a sequel or franchise but didn't? This is one of those questions where you actually have to look it up. And I did for once in my life. Um, some good thoughts i came up with some good thoughts ready so drag me to hell fucking love that movie and um you know seeing that that's a raimi movie um i just think he does sequels really well like with the evil deads and stuff i would love to see a second drag me to hell that would have been fucking amazing um one i saw on some people's lists for not having a sequel brain dead um i kind of like brain dead as a singular film but that would be cool Trick or Treat 100% needs a sequel. I think they're developing one. I'm sure I'll get a million emails. I'm like 90% sure they're developing one. Um, and that would be awesome. The Burning never got a sequel. I'm down with The Burning. Show me some more Burning. Give me more Cropsy, man. Especially because like everyone fucked up Cropsy. Or, yeah, yeah, everyone's fucked up Cropsy pretty much. Give me more Burning, man. Give me more Cropsy. Make that guy uh, come to life. And then here's a thought. Okay, so I know... There's a sequel coming to this, but it's not really a sequel. It's a continuation. Let's talk OG franchise and the original book. It, right? So, It. Give me more Pennywise. Like, who the fuck doesn't want to see more Pennywise? 
I'm sure a lot of people are going to cry about it, but like, just give me more. Who gives a shit? That character is so good. My dog is eating food so loud. I hope it does not show up. Um, anyway, so those were my picks. I really like those. Uh, if you had to change the sex of a villain in a franchise, who would it be and why? And he gave me some examples and they made me laugh. One was Miss Pinhead or Frederica Kruger. Now, the thing about Miss Pinhead is uh, there were Cenobites, right? And the weird part is all the Cenobites got names except the lady one. And I'm pretty sure she's just called female Cenobite. And that's some bullshit. Um, I don't know if I even have an answer to this because Miss Pinhead is obviously the winner. Because all you do is put a pink bow, <laughs> like Minnie Mouse, like just throw a pink bow and in the hair a red bow and yeah, you, you got Miss Pinhead. I'm down with it. I'm fucking down with it so bad. Um, if you could be in your favorite horror franchise in any capacity, but you had to do a full frontal nude scene, would you do it? And what movie would it be? This is his last question. Absolutely would do it. Uh, I'm down with this. I I mean... I can't imagine being naked in front of people. It's got to be insane. Uh, I'd probably be less interested if this were actually, if this offer actually came across my table. But if you got me in an Evil Dead movie, Dunzo, Dick's coming out. I'm fine with that. I'll do whatever. I'll be a fucking. And he said any any capacity, so like a lead or a, 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 a victim or whatever. Uh, I will, I give, make me be a deadite with my dick out. I'm done. I'm down. I'm down. Give me some deadite dick makeup. I'm cool. Although does that count? Cause Ooh, that's a good way to get out of it too. But you know, like a prosthetic deadite dick. <laughs> Impish glad. He asks top three overrated movies or movies that everyone hypes that you just don't like. Or vice versa. I think I read that wrong. Top three overrated movies or movies that everyone hypes that you just don't like or vice versa. Oh, okay. No, I, I did read that right. So if anyone listens to the show, my memory is dog shit. Uh, I can't remember anything about things I like. Uh, I know there are plenty of them. Well, first of all, I fucking love M. Night Shyamalan movies. I like I like The Happening. Suck, suck it. <laughs> Now, recently, the overrated movies that everyone likes that I fucking, I was just like, what? Like, one was Revenge. Okay. It's a rape revenge movie. Um, my dog, I've never, my dog has never made this much noise in his life. He's just rolling all over the floor right now. It's unbelievable. He's never even done this before. Uh, so, Revenge is this rape revenge movie. Um, it's... It's all right. It looks really good. It's got, you know, it's got a good look. People, I I don't understand what was different from any other rape revenge movie. I really don't. Um, but people were really hot on that movie. That just came out. Um, I mean, it was fine. Like, I, I didn't mind it. But it was just, like, kind of weird, the hype behind it. Um, and then the, the, the other one that I found offensively overrated offensively and actually i hate the term overrated because it's so subjective like what does that even mean over 
rate it. Like, that's just somebody's opinion, right? Um, but, like, this one just got so much fucking, like, people were just like, ah, Terrifier's so good. Art the Clown. But not, get this fucking shit out of my face. There was zero story. Like, the fucking people that like this sh- poo-poo Hollywood movies and shit because whatever, for whatever reason, are also probably the people who are like, oh, jump scares. Nothing about this movie is fucking good. Like, besides the special effects. Get Let's start that over. Special effects in this are fucking insane. It's great. But this is a special effects reel for who made it. And I know you're going to say, oh, the director's a special effects guy. That's totally fine. But you know what? Like, if you're going to make a fucking movie, you have to have a story. And you have to have characters that I at least give a shit about or know their names or know anything about why anything the fuck is happening. Like, you're not going to give me shit? Like, give me something. You have to give me something. You have to give me something. And if there's one thing, like, Friday the 13th taught me in our serial killer, guess what? That first movie had fucking substance. It wasn't a fucking bloodbath from the beginning. I mean, it was, but you had a full story at the end of that movie, man. You know what I mean? They didn't let you in on the whole story at the beginning, but by the end, you knew the entire story. That's all I'm going to say. So even, you know, the slashers know how to tell a story, and Terrifier did not. So, fuck Terrifier. (laughs) So harsh. I think the problem with our show, why people get upset, is we're just super harsh, and we don't really mean it. We're just very, uh, we over-exaggerate a little bit. Like, fuck, like, saying fuck Terrifier. Like, you know, like, it was bad, but, like, (laughs) why? why would I be that upset? And I'm not that upset by it, but that's, I make it. I certainly make it sound like I'm personally offended by it. Uh, This is from Hannah Acklin. Uh, I like Hannah a lot. What serial killers interest you? Uh, This? (laughs) Uh, Joe would probably hate this question. Although, the way she phrased it is is correct. Interest is different than, like, which serial killers do you like? Um, And I'm not going to answer anything for Joe. But serial killers interest you... I, I mean, I suppose most of them interest me to a basic extent in terms of why, um, just like the mental illness side of things, like just how can, wh- wh- at what point does your brain think that, I, I, I don't know, I don't know how to explain sort of my interest in it, but, you know, I mean, I guess they're all kind of interesting to an extent, but once I find out that information, I'm kind of done with it. Unless you're going to present new information for me, I'm not going to fucking sit there and read the same shit about the same guy over and over again. Like, no, no. And I also don't want to know some ha- hack jobs thoughts on it, to be honest with you. Like, that's that's one thing that pisses me off about, like, true crime is uh, all of a sudden everyone has a true crime show. And, uh, you know, like present me some actual fucking information and maybe it'd be interesting, but most of the people just read Wikipedia and they, they have a true crime show. So, and that fucking pisses me off, um, for a variety of reasons. But I I mean, I guess they interest you. I mean, if there's, if you're in a cannibalism freaks me the fuck out, I'll read about that shit. That that's just so wild to me. That's just so fucking wild to me. So, so like I'll read more about, that stuff than anything else but yeah there's no singular serial killer that interests me uh favorite horror tv show she also asked 
I know you've spoken about The Walking Dead in the past. So Walking Dead, I have watched. Uh, I've stopped watching in the recent years um, because it was literally just the same thing every week. And I just... I'm a person that has the ability to cut shit off like that. I don't need to... Like, a lot of people will just keep watching because it's their thing. Like, they just keep watching it. But, like, I will stop watching something midway through. I will stop a movie and be like, I hate this fucking movie. Um, so Walking Dead, I stopped because it was literally like, hey, we found a town. Let's stop here. And then everyone's like, I don't know. I don't think this is safe. And they're like, no, 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 it's safe. And then it's not safe. And then they leave. (laughs) And then they travel for a while. And then they find another town. And they're like, I think this place is safe. And then a group of them's like, no, no, no. (laughs) And just that shit over and over again. Um, and you know, like this, the, I'm using air quotes, the surprise death at the, the big, the season premiere, uh, the mid-season finale, the mid-season premiere, and the finale uh, is just tiresome. It really is. Like, it's a cool thing at first. Like, it was, like, a kind of a cool thing. And then uh, then it was like, I don't give a shit. I'd be more surprised if you did it, you know, on this episode or, like, a random episode. But it's not what you see. Um, what is your favorite Canadian horror film? Do you th- uh, this is from Caitlin Pierce. She has a follow-up after this. Of Do you think Barbara Crampton will petition for Castle Freak to have a butthole in the remake? <laughs> I fucking love our fans. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I don't think Barbara Crampton will petition Caitlin. Uh, I think... <laughs> I, I mean, if she did, that would be kind of weird and kind of cool. Like, if she was just like, man... Why didn't Castle Freak have a butthole? <laughs> I'm down. I'll sign that, though. I mean, I kind of like him not having a butthole, though. Uh, what is your favorite Canadian horror film? So, I looked this up, and I think it's kind of hard to do, like, what is your favorite Canadian? Is it what's... She's Canadian, by the way, everyone. Caitlin Pierce is a Canadian. Uh, I love our Canadian fans, too, so much. And that's not even, like, a weird thing to, like, host say. I just... I, I All of our Canadian fans I'm very, like, infatuated with, to an extent. Uh... What was your favorite Canadian horror film? So I didn't know if that meant like filmed in Canada or takes place in Canada. Uh, I generally think it's a made in Canada. But then you kind of get into a weird thing because a lot of movies are filmed in Canada. But they're not really Canadian. Like if that makes sense. It's kind of like they just shipped everyone up there. Um, so I found a few on a list. Okay. First of all, Gutter Balls is not on the list. Gutter Balls is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Black Christmas, Canadian horror film. I'm down with this. I'll take Black Christmas all day. Uh, Prom Night was one that we did with uh, Jamie Lee's in that. Uh, that movie fucking rules. That's Canadian as c- Canadian pie. <laughs> um, but then two that I found that were like true Canadian movies that I just fucking adore. The Editor which I think is like 2015, maybe. It's a comedy, and it makes fun of giallo horror, uh, Italian horror films. So fucking good. If you have seen any giallo movies, I think I've talked about it before. If you've seen any of them, you need to watch The Editor. It is so fucking good. I, I fucking love it. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, and then <laughs> The Gem. The Can- I mean, honestly, this should be like in the National C- Canadian Hall of Fame. 
<laughs> if there is one. Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yes, please. More dick monsters in the Canadian Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, Jessica Baker asked, what audio equipment do you guys use? Well, uh, we use an H5 Handy uh, uh, recorder. It's a portable recorder that we use. Um, and then we connect uh, some XLR uh, mics and um, the mics we use, uh, I can't remember the name, to be honest with you, because I'm using a different setup today. Uh, but the mics we use, uh, we've upgraded over the years, and uh, eventually we found on some, like, just under $300 microphones. Um, totally worth it, though, man. It's one, you know what, the one thing that they, the one thing you need to know is pay more for the microphone. It just makes a difference, man. Like, you don't think it does. You don't want to believe it does. And it 1,000% does. Like, no matter what environment you set up for your microphone, the better the microphone, the better the sound quality. Um, Here's a movie from Justin Lore from Horror Business Podcast. It says, what's a movie you thought you'd hate but ended up liking? Conversely, what's a movie you thought you'd love but ended up hating? Also... Are there any movies you've had a drastic change in opinion over the years? So again, terrible memory. Drastic change in opinion, though. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like every movie we've ever covered. And I've been like, fuck this movie. And literally the next day, I'm like, I fucking love that movie. Uh, but I do have a better example, actually. Uh, so first of all, movies you thought you'd hate but ended up liking. Um so the two I have for that are Rubber, which we did recently, did not mind it. I thought it was fine. Like, it's a fucking stupid-ass movie about a tire. It's supposed to be weird. It's – anyone that took that seriously, like Paul and Joe, uh, they, you know, they should uh, they should uh, be killed. <laughs> uh, rubber and also this movie Turkey Shoot, it's an Australian film. From, I want to say the 70s or 80s. I think oh, it'd probably be late 70s, early 80s. Um, now I'm going to look it up because, you know, whatever. Uh, turkey shoe movie. It is so bizarre. Uh, 1982. Uh, it's this exploitation, um, like post-apocalyptic. Well, it's not really post-apocalyptic, but it's um basically um based on you know the uh what's the, the deadliest game the the movie about you know hunting humans that's what this is uh it's but this is super fucking weird Roger Ward is in it 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 is beyond bizarre uh I, I can't tell you enough but you know I did it for cult challenge. And uh, just watch it. Just find it and watch it. It's so fucking cool. Uh, but, oh, yeah, I did it for Cult Challenge. Went into it thinking, you know, like, I usually pick movies I think I'm going to hate just for fun. Uh, but this was so fucking good. Like, I, I, I could not even, I couldn't even, uh, I couldn't even figure it out. I couldn't, I couldn't even figure it out. Um, also this was directed by the guy that did, uh, Leprechaun three and four, just so you know, he also did stunt rock, which we've talked about, uh, quite a bit and, uh, night of the demons too. Um, anyway, 
Uh, so those are the two that I thought I'd hate, but liked. Movies that I thought I'd love, but ended up hating. Strangers, Pray at Night, get that shit out of my face. When you take a concept and just change it so radically, like, I get it. Strangers, Pray, like, this is, like, um, the equivalent of, I guess, like, Joe's take on the Evil Dead remake, which is, like, it wasn't really a remake, so why call it Evil Dead? And it would be a good movie on its own. Sure. I agree with that, sort of. Uh, Strangers, Pray at Night is a better example of that because it is so much different than the original that there's no point in taking the property and doing that with this. I just don't understand it because, oh, and it was just really bad too. Uh, They make the worst fucking decisions in that movie. Anyway, and Hellraiser Judgment, I had hopes for, I didn't think I was going to love it, but I thought it would be, you know, like they're trying to like revamp it. They're trying to, you know, do something with it. They make this movie and it's a pile of shit. It was a pile of shit. Movie that I had a drastic opinion change, Eraserhead. <laughs> if you've listened to any early episode, shit on this movie so hard, I, I, I couldn't even fucking, I, I could not stand this movie. Uh, I watched it again recently, kind of liked it, kind of liked it, not gonna lie. Uh, when are you coming to New York City? I will be in New York City. Joe will not be with me. September 7th, I will be at the Nun premiere in New York City. Uh, we were invited to host the Nun premiere in New York City. I don't know why, but thank you guys uh, at the AMC. Um, and we are doing uh, the Screen X 4DX experience. <laughs> so we'll be out there. They're bringing us out to uh, do that. So September 7th, I'll be in New York City. I'm not going to be doing an event, really. Uh, I'm just there to, like, I, they say host it, but I think I'm just watching it. Um and uh yeah we're gonna be doing that and then i'm probably gonna get drunk after so catch me catch me outside (laughs) no but seriously if you're in new york city let's party uh so it goes to space bats that goes to tioni who i'm about to read her letter she's from new york who else is from new york we got homies all over new york michael seymour blake my dude um all of y'all are great uh my friend jill sent us a message is tony romo lactose intolerant i don't know (laughs) Thanks for sending that in. Um, Riley from TexasStarEmbroidery.com had the question that Joe loved, of course. Uh, I will not be able to recite Joe's response because he <laughs> went on a fucking tangent. But the the question was, please rank the best hip-hop cities in history. He listed Atlanta, New York, Houston, LA. Sure. First off the bat, you're missing NOLA. You're missing that New Orleans. They got to be on there. Uh, that was my first pickup. Uh, obviously, New York and L.A. in the top spots. Um, I love Houston rap. They'd be up there. Um, Joe, I do know, pointed out Philly, Detroit, and Newark as a key key cities left off of this list. And uh yeah, definitely correct on those fronts. Uh, how would I rank them, though? Yeah, it's tough to say. Um, I'm not Joe, by the way. So I would do... I would do New York, L.A. He, I just love Houston. Oh, and Memphis. Memphis is... New York, L.A., Memphis... Houston, 
non-rap fans are probably like, why, why am I listening to this? Houston, uh, New Orleans, Atlanta. That would be, that, that, that's how I would do it. That's how I think I would do it. And that's leaving off the other ones because Joe kind of pointed those out to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's how I would rank that. And I'll, I, we should definitely get Joe's response for that because it'll be very interesting. Um, but he, his texts were on such a tangent. I can't read them all to make them make sense. Uh, any horror movies from when you were younger that stuck out with you in any way? And he meant sort of uh, emotionally or uh, psycholo- psychologically or anything like that, um, I believe. Um, I mean, well, I don't know. I, the Exorcist and the Omen really, my dad showed me those and I just remember... I think they were just the most adult ones he had shown me. And they were just like intense. They were really fucking intense for a kid. And I think that's why they, they stuck with me. Like, like they didn't scare me so much, but they were just so fucking intense that I was just like, wow, like this is fucking weird. And then army of darkness, he showed me when I was young and I was just like, I didn't know horror movies could be, uh, that good. That, that, like hit you on so many levels with comedy and shit like that. And when I saw it, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like you can combine that shit and it, it works and it's amazing. Uh, and have a badass lead. Like, Oh man, I just love that. Um, why do you guys always hate on Robert England? By the way, that was from Riley from Texas star embroidery.com. Uh, and Brandon Scott from Facebook. So thank you guys. Uh, this is Tioni Warren. She hit us with a bunch of questions, but I kind of liked them all. Why do you guys always hate on Robert England? I don't think we hate Robert England, but we do. <laughs> Worst non-answer. Do you guys like the Conjuring universe? If so, are you excited for the nun? If not, why don't you like it? I love the Conjuring universe, man. Uh, not so much where it's like they're my favorite movies or anything like that. I think they're interesting because they're successful. And I think that's cool. Uh, Successful horror movies are always cool. Uh, And the Conjuring universe, um, to me, is an interesting thing because uh, I think it is, uh, you know, hands down, one of the best horror franchises, whether you want to admit it or not. It's kind of like people that don't want to admit Tom Brady's the greatest uh, quarterback of all time. Like, I'm not even a Patriots fan. I hate Tom Brady. But you know what? It's time we have to admit it. And the Conjuring is getting to that point, that that Conjuring universe with all these characters and uh, sequels, you cannot deny that it's a force. Whether all the movies are good or not um, is a different topic, but they're watchable and they're fun. And especially the core Conjuring movies are really fucking good. I I do really like those. Um, And I am excited to see The Nun. That is what we are watching in New York City. September 7th. Get drunk with me. Uh... I think you, I heard you guys are coming to Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. We are. We've been invited by friends at Universal to come see Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, so we will be there September, uh, the weekend of September 21st, the same weekend as our show in Orlando. Um, what house are you most excited for? So I know they've announced Halloween 4, Stranger Things, Poltergeist. They got Trick or Treat coming back. Uh, I saw Killer Clowns from Outer Space and Revenge of Chucky. I gotta say, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is probably the one... I, Stranger Things I'm f- fucking pumped for. But Killer Clowns from Outer Space is just 
Like, that's so fucking cool. Never in my wildest dreams would I ever think a major theme park would recognize killer clowns from outer space. That shit uh, blew me away as a kid. I couldn't believe it was a real movie. And uh, I'm super pumped to see that fucking out. Like, that's going to be really cool. I say fuck a lot. I'm sorry. Um, What movies have made you feel physically or mentally fucked up? This is from Matt Howell. Um, I couldn't really think of any that physically or mentally fucked me up, um, off the top of my head. Um, that they're definitely out there that like, they kind of just depress me. One though, that emotionally messed me up was before I wake. I think it's still on Netflix. Um, it's by the guy that did, uh, fuck, I forgot what he did now. I can't even think of his name. I think he did um, the Christmas one, the Krampus. Was it called Krampus? <laughs> his name's like Michael. Uh, Michael. Oh, my God. You probably all screaming it. Michael Darty. Is that what it is? Is that who it is? Please tell me I got that right. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Michael. Directed by. Oh, no. Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Fuck that up. Yeah, and he did uh, like Oculus and Gerald's Game um, and the Ouija movie and Hush. Um, great director. Uh, and he killed this fucking movie. And it was held up forever in limbo up in Canada. Uh, it was like some weird distribution issue. He couldn't bring it to the United States. It got released everywhere else. Um, so fucking good. I fucking cried my eyes out. Like... <laughs> cried my fucking eyes out at the end it was unbelievable i'm a big baby uh so that that's what i would choose uh would you and joe ever watch a serbian film and review it for us why or why not this is my friend val reyes from uh from dallas um would we do it um like i don't um no but this isn't one of our moral high ground movies, in my opinion. This is just, it's kind of um, boring. I, me and Joe have talked about it on the show a little bit. Like, I didn't find it, like, it was, like, trying too hard to be shocking, in my opinion. So when I watched it, even the, you know, the infamous scenes, I was more just like, this is so fucking stupid, it's unbelievable. Um, Like, it, this is just fucking corny. So I don't think I'd watch it because it's more of a visual, uh, it's a visual thing. It's a very visual movie, uh, visually stunning. Like some of that shit that we'd be describing just wouldn't, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't work as good. Um, it's just a very visual movie. So I don't think we'd do it for that reason. Um, not for any other reason. It's kind of stupid. It's, I mean, it's fine too, though. It's like not the worst movie. Um, Favorite celebrity that you've ever met? I think it was um, Joe Bob Briggs. And, uh, yeah. But, you know, um, meeting him kind of, like, starstruck me, which is hard to do. I don't really get starstruck. So, uh, what short do you... Th- <laughs> how short do you think I am? This is also Val Reyes. Val Reyes looks to be maybe two and a half feet tall. <laughs> It doesn't help that her boyfriend looks enormous, but maybe he's just an average size. Oh my God, what if he's short and she's just super short? But he's not. He looks pretty big. 
Um, so I don't know, but I would probably say like you're four eleven and a half. Uh, our friend Rob Bob, he's a great fan, man. He's been a fan forever. Has your appreciation for horror changed? Has your favorite subgenre changed since you started the show? Ooh, that's a good question. Has your appreciation for horror changed? Um, yeah, it has. It has. It's definitely made me appreciate good horror movies better. Uh, it, it, you know what it makes me appreciate? It makes me appreciate people... Um, and it's kind of uh, what we did with our show uh, unintentionally. Like, I didn't think about this concept before. But afterwards, I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, but I just couldn't put into words. Uh, what I've appreciated is people that take the horror genre and add uh, their take on it. Uh, I think this kind of goes back to my podcast question. I think a lot of people... Uh, you know, they, they're into the horror genre. That's totally fine. Like, that's totally cool. But to act like it's the end all and be all of entertainment is ignorant. And, uh, it doesn't help the genre at all. I think anyone that just only exposes themselves to horror movies or horror content, uh, is doing themselves and the genre disservice, even as fans. Uh, because, you know, without being able to compare it to other films or other pieces of entertainment or any other genre um, means you're not giving it the credibility it deserves and you're not giving, you're not helping it advance. So I think some of the best horror filmmakers are people that um, have interest in other genres, other, other, everything. And then they take that and apply it to the horror genre. And I think, and I respect people that do that. And you could see it in the movies. Like, you can definitely see it in the movies. And I think when you um, take all the other shit you love and you just pile it on top of a horror concept, I think you can get some really cool results sometimes. You probably also get some really terrible results. Um, But, you know, like, if you, it was kind of, you know what's a great example is uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. And I think Rob Zombie wanted to make an ode to every horror movie he ever loved and that's super cool um but the result was a movie that seems pretty trite and seems kind of just exactly like that like he just kind of copied all the movies he loved whereas you know there's other movies where people take this outside perspective um of just being a fan of film or entertainment and they make some really amazing movies um without being just like gung-ho like oh i'm gonna you know imitate my favorite horror movies no i'm gonna imitate like some of my favorite directors from other genres but i'm gonna bring it into the horror genre and uh make it our own and i that's what i like the most what was the question (laughs) oh how has my appreciation changed uh has your favorite subgenre changed since you started the show yeah because i don't know what my favorite subgenre oh it was definitely found footage still love found footage but now i just love trash (laughs) It's, that is a 1,000% honest answer. For real. I just love trash. Oh, my God. What's that Oscar the Grouch song? I love trash. Uh, so thanks, Rob Bob. Uh, do you guys have an idea for a movie or film you'd like? What's the concept of the movie? You know, I don't. I'm not that guy. I don't. I kind of wish I did, though. All I know is that if I did have a concept for a movie, it, the the monster would be furry. Furry as fuck. 
I think I've said this before. Bring back furry monsters, dude. We need more furry monsters. Um, they, they just belong. Mammals, man. Not everything's got to be scaly. The fuck? Slimy. Give me fucking fur. Uh, I remember being... Oh, this is... <laughs> uh, uh, I don't have... Uh, fuck, I don't have a good story for this, so I'm going to skip this one. Um, do you have a movie or scene from a horror movie that legitimately fucked you up as a kid? Ian Bellward. He's from uh, Connecticut. Um, he cited the uh, mutant bear from Prophecy fucked him up as a kid. Um, no, again, the Omen and the Exorcist kind of did definitely messed me up. Oh, the gremlin scene where uh, Gizmo lays the eggs, like, fucking destroyed me as a kid. Like, terrified the fuck out of me. I don't know why. Poor Gizmo, he's just fucking crying. Like, dude, that's just like, it's like, being, like, I don't even know, like, you're forced to lay eggs out of your back. Like, so painful. It's terrible. Poor little guy. Um, Final question from Thomas Way. Tom, Tom, Tom. Uh, scary urban legends you remember growing up. You talked about Cropsey, but wondered if there were any others. Um, scary urban legend. Um, not really. So, Connecticut's a pretty boring state. I can't remember any urban legends off the top of my head, but we did have like some weird shit in our state. Like, there's this place, Dudley Town. It was like it's like an abandoned city in our but it's been abandoned since like the 1800s and no one does anything with it. Like the Warrens went out and they said it was fucking demonic and people have just been like, I guess like a guy got beheaded. I I don't know the whole story, but a guy got beheaded. His family came over from England. They set up like a, a village and like they were just cursed and like everyone died and lost their minds. And it was just like this fucking insane thing. And that the fucking town went belly up and the land has never been developed like nothing has happened and you could still there's still remains of the town there so it's pretty fucking sinister <laughs> um and then there was this other fucking there was this story there's a lot of weird stories about villages of little people in connecticut like this isn't a one time story this story exists uh, like across connecticut like multiple locations claiming to have like villages of little people that are now ghost villages of little people. Um, but there was one called like, like little people's village, but this was more about fairies and you can hear voices if you went there, but there's literally dozens of little houses, like dollhouse size, like made of stone and shit, like all built around. There's like a big throne. It's fucking weird. It, it, I mean, it's fucking bizarre. Uh, but you know, these were like the kind of shit that scared me as a kid. And we had the Warrens too. Um, and Annabelle, dude, the story of Annabelle was a story in Connecticut for fucking years. Like since I've been a little kid, like I totally had forgotten cause we didn't call her Annabelle, but it was like, Oh, there's this raggedy Ann doll. Um, and it like curses you and like, you just heard stories about this doll and it was in the Warren's house. And like, it's kind of cool. Uh, it's kind of cool. That shit, those stories were around when we were kids and I kind of forgot about them um, until those movies came out recently. Again. And I was like, Oh yeah. I mean, the Warren's always did talks up here. I saw the wife do a talk at Southern Connecticut university. Um, probably in like 2004 
2005 i don't know but it was really fucking cool um so yeah that's it that's it for the questions guys that's all i have uh we got more and i'm sorry if i didn't get to your questions um but there was just a ton of them so we appreciate it and uh we appreciate you sending them in joe couldn't make it so hopefully we're back next week hitting it hard and uh that's it guys so uh facebook.com slash i hate horror uh, I hate horror.com, Instagram and Snapchat at I hate horror. Um, Joe's at his addresses. <laughs> so just come find us. And uh, that's it, guys. So thank you all so much. We really appreciate the support. And uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes if you do. Send me an email, Sean at I hate horror.com. And I'll send those stickers out to you. So thank you again. And uh, for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Adios. That's it, guys. That's it, guys. That's it, guys.